Coming to you live from this, the primordial soup, hot ghetto mess, ancient ocean, this bubbling cauldron which stews and brews and spews, giving way to giving you organic, non-GMO, unwavering, abounding, and everlasting life. Who knows where the beginning is? Ain't no end in sight. We bring in sonic form to light, flight to feelings, honor to purpose, and levity to the mundane. We lighten it up, no shade. Taking it from the soup to the stars, then to your eardrums. If it moves you, then let it groove you, my baby. Coming to you live from my mind, a capsule of time, magazine inspired. So we taking off. So relax yourself. Let your guard down and take a deep breath. This is High Gloss. Assalamu alaikum, y'all. Welcome to Tay in the Water podcast full of conversations around working with spirits, black gender, Islam, hoodoo, the end of the world, and beyond. It is not called Tay in the Water because I'm in the water while I'm recording. Ain't nobody got time for that. Here, we honor water as movement, as the spiritual realm, as balance, as giving access to restoration, feelings, dreams. We honor water as holding inner worlds, trying to keep a cool head in this ugly ass world, and really incorporating all of these different things as life practice that is stay in the water now welcome welcome to my podcast and now we can go The following conversation is a recording from June 2020 between my cousin JT Perry and I, which was actually originally recorded and first seen on her Patreon. We wanted to engage in a conversation for her platform around the act of naming as a Black spiritual technology, referencing studying African traditions of how we arrive to the act of naming to begin with, the spirit sciences of renaming oneself, nicknames, energetic veilings and consolidations, names during interpersonal conflict, and more. Months later, we now wish to present this recording to you all through Tay in the Water podcast. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Hello, everyone. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you and um, to share in these kind of like informal conversations with other um, spiritualists and healing artists and uh, spiritual organizers. And today we're talking with Taylor Amari Little, who if you have not been introduced to their work, it is amazing. Um, You can find them at Controversial Tay online. Uh, We met at Mystic Soul Project, at the Mystic Soul Project. So Mm -hmm. Mystic Soul Project is a 501c3 organization um, co-founded by myself, Teresa Mateus and Ra Mendoza. And what we try to do is just center queer and trans people of color, Black and Indigenous people of color, um, and healing and mysticism and activism because we know that those things are not separate from each other. They're all they're all together. Uh, so that's how our, our work has, has aligned. And then our relationship kind of grew from there. And, 
they posted something online about names. And it's funny because I was just, I was also in that track <laughs> in that same week. And I remember just reaching out like, and I rarely reach out via DMs because I know, you know, <laughs> I don't like, you know what I mean? So I know, but I reached out and I was like, we have to have a conversation on the power of naming, um, naming as ritual, um, naming as spiritual technology, uh, truth telling as spiritual technology. So we're going to get kind of into all of that. I know that I probably missed some things in your intro. So uh, why don't okay. you let us know a little bit about yourself and about your work, and then we'll get right into um, how do we understand uh, the role of a spiritual activist in this time. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for already introducing me. That was real cute over there, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my name is Taylor Amari Little. Um, Tay, if you are just referring to me like informally, that's fine. Um, I am clearly black. Uh, I'm a black <laughs> gender variant diviner. Um, and which means that, you know, I, uh, am part of a huge part of my life is relaying messages, um, from different people's spirit teams, including my own spirit team and just like really grounding those and bringing them, um, into the physical world. And, you know, also just communicating back and forth, um, for, whatever outcome I'm seeking, um, whatever answer needs to be, you know, or question needs to be answered. Um, I'm a conjure woman. Uh, I am a birth worker, which I'll actually talk a little bit about today too. Um, and I have a criminology background, which I, I usually will only bring up, um, just to, um, emphasize like, Mm, how a, a big part of my life, even though I don't really use this terminology all the time, but a big part of my life is, right, like, working through trauma. That is our roles, like, yeah, right, yeah. like, working through trauma in our communities and in our lives, and so, like, it's kind of, like, echoed by my criminology background, like, the, or what I try to do echoed by that is just how, um, you know, the, there's a necessity of involving our spirits at every aspect to yeah. problem solving and working through conflicts. And so I really try to merge those two things together, not like Western forms of criminology, but just like right, right. what mm -hmm. I learned to be criminology. But um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I make blankets, uh, handmade yeah. blankets. They're prayer blankets called Amari blankets, uh, named after my middle name, um, which means strength. And um, I just love black people. And, you know, I strongly believe in just making sure we good and that not only are we good, but that, you know, we're reconnecting with our uh, Black lineages that we come from and making sure our spirits are good, too. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for that. So I, I love what you said about um, this, this calling, really, that we have. Some people can call it a role. I think for me, better language feels like calling. But to really work mm -hmm. through um, the traumas and specifically in this moment, um, the movement traumas that are, that are going yeah. on. I think it's funny. We had rescheduled this conversation um, a few times. And, <laughs> you know, the folks on Patreon, they know I'm a chronic illness babe. So I will reschedule. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, but I also love the synchronicity of the conversation be, happening in this moment, in this, like both in this global moment, 
um, of, of COVID-19 and in this political moment of the fight for liberation for Black folks and the fight to end yeah. um, police brutality and abolish the police and all of that. And so I love that we're I won't say I love it because I don't love any, that any of those things exist, but I, I appreciate that we're able to come together and have this conversation in this particular moment. And so one of the things that I've been thinking about is how do we understand ourselves as this, as a spiritual activist? What is spiritual activism to you? What does that look like to you? And how do you, this is what I want to know. How do you, how do you sustain, <laughs> you know what I mean? How do you sustain? How do you maintain? Yeah as a spiritual activist in this time. Give me one second. Yeah. So I, when you first had hit me up and was talking about like shifting the conversation mm -hmm. to this topic a little bit too, I was like, oh, hell. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we about to... <laughs> I was like, oh no, like, let me see. Let me really think, because I was like, do I want to do this? But then I, I, took, I have to take some time to myself. I said, I feel like I should, because at first I was like, you know, I don't really have nothing to say. And yeah. then, then, uh, but no, that was so, that was such a lie. It was such a lie. I was like, it was like some time went by and I was like thinking of all these points or whatever. And I was like, fuck, I was like, let me, let me say yes. Um, but... <laughs> So I just had to lead you through how I uh, came to make the decision. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, consent to that. But um, <laughs> no, I think it's, it really is an important question because um, there's so many different, I know you said callings, there's so many different callings, so many different roles that fill up this bigger picture. Mm -hmm. um, and I think like a lot of what we've been seeing online, especially in terms of like the protests and like, you know, uh, how people are, um, like supporting protesters spiritually mm -hmm. and physically and online and like doing all these different things. I think a lot of those have been um, really uh, moments for us to see like those details, like those little pieces that mm -hmm. all come together. Um, and I think that um, with, with me at this current time, you know, I've been doing a lot of reflecting uh, like these past few weeks um, on my own and like really just trying to check in with myself like how I actually am I feeling and like because yeah. um, a lot of people have been checking in on me um, mm -hmm. which was I did I guess I didn't really expect that to happen um, but I was like oh like I mean I guess it makes sense that you would but <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know like in terms of like protesting like if it felt like people were asking me based off of like assumptions that I would be out there like mm -hmm. on the front lines. Yeah, no, I know. Exactly um, which yep. yeah, you know, which I understand because, you know, me some years ago, like duh, right, like right, that was right. me, you know <laughs> Yes. No, I hear <laughs> you. Like, right, you know, but I'm like, you know, I've been doing community organizing work since I was about 14, 15, yep. and you know, yep. public protests and being on the front lines in that particular way, it, like right now it's just not where I'm meant to serve at that time. Yep. Or mm -hmm. like or like all the time. Mm -hmm. And like I'm super comfortable with that. Um and and like um I think but I think a piece that I was kind of like mm, not necessarily struggling with but just like maybe experimenting with or just like playing with a little bit was just mm -hmm. um 
you know, how connected to these moments do I actually have to be, like, in terms of what am I witnessing and what am I observing? So, like, you know, I was already taking social media breaks, um, and then right. when I had came back on, I was like, damn, what did I miss? Like, you know, but, um, but you know, like, even with me catching back up to these different updates, it was like I was very careful um, and intentional about what exactly was I choosing to, to experience at these times. What tweets do I actually want to look at? When right. am I going to scroll real fast, you right, know, past right. these yes. different posts? <laughs> yes, <laughs> because, yes. you know, I just, it's, it's not even, it was like I didn't necessarily, I know you mentioned, like, people feeling overwhelmed. It was like I didn't um, necessarily get to a point where I, you know, I felt that way, like really mm -hmm. overwhelmed by it, which is good, you know, Yeah. But, um, but because I know I've definitely felt that like some years ago too, mm -hmm. especially like in college, like just balancing those different things was always a lot. But, um, with me, it's really been like, um, I want to make sure that like, I'm, uh, mm, affirming like people who are trying to get other people to support like protesters right, yeah. spiritually mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. how people are you know it's been a lot of conjurers like thank god it's been like a lot of conjurers online for example like saying you know like like stand your altar like you know pr make sure you're mm -hmm. praying for mm -hmm. like these different folks covering the streets like all these different things and really mm -hmm. offering like practical advice on like uh how to make sure people are okay like our people yep. are okay which yeah. is great um but when and and when it comes to recognizing like what i'm able to do you know i was like you know that's a really great thing that's not something that i feel called to do in terms of like you know putting these same calls out there or like you know repeating mm -hmm. those things or like um doing that at my you know my altars per se um like for these specific things but uh in terms of where i fit it's it is like you mentioned like resting like yeah i do like need to be resting right now but um with that too, it's been like reflecting more on, um, like when it comes to being like a spiritualist, for example, it's like we already have these really unique relationships to death. And yeah. like as black oh, people, yes. we have this yes. really unique yes. relationship to death already. And yes. so like adding those different things and the more marginalized identities you have, the more, like the more layered those experiences become too. Yes. And so, yes. um, it's like when you step into, you know, spiritualist work, obviously that those layered relationships, they, they deepen even further. And so mm -hmm. it's like, um, and like, that's something that has always followed me too. Like since I was, since I was super young, um, mm -hmm. and just like being mindful of, uh, our proximity to death and like how, um, and our proximity to premature death, especially, yes, um, yes. Because a lot of us aren't able to, you know, fulfill our destinies and, and things like that because it gets cut short because it's our blackness, you know. And so, right. um, yeah, it's just been I've been like thinking about a lot of these different things and like how close do I actually want to be to black death at this time? How can I actually afford this? Mm -hmm. um, and and when it comes to uh, my personal role, because I know I've been saying, like, what am I not doing? What am I not doing? But what I am... That's important, <laughs> because the boundaries, right. the boundaries yeah. don't go away. <laughs> they don't. No, they, for real, they don't. Yeah, no, that's not. important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when it comes to recognizing, like, what I'm supposed to be doing, like, I feel very much fine, like, um, with being like focusing more on like the bigger overlying themes, the bigger pictures of it all. Yes. And so, and I, but I also recognize that like with me being more of a big picture person and when it comes to this, that like 
I will lack advice about like the details that add up, you know, right, like right, the little yeah. things that people are doing, like that's natural, you know, because that's mm-hmm. not really my place. Like my right. place isn't, you know, related to, you know, um, uh, strictly, you know, ad- ad- advising uh, like the soldiers, like the, like our black warrior people right. you know who right. are yeah. on the girl i was not talking about no u.s soldiers i thought that's no, what i know I what you meant about... <laughs> 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 no, let me let me just be clear let me be clear i know our terms be the same a little bit but um <laughs> yes we're we're together yes, yes. Okay, we are here. Um, like that's that's not my place. Like you know, yeah. I'm not a uh, you know a, a commander in that particular way. Mm-hmm. My mine is more so advising people um, who are uh, like making sure that Black people are well aligned with their destinies and their lineage yes. technologies, yes. so that they can properly survive the transition into the next world. Which is yes. like that's gonna what that's gonna be like what guides other people by results. Um, so it's like it's it's starting from a, a way huger uh, picture as opposed to like what I used to be years ago, which was like being way closer to the front lines, yep. which is like mm-hmm. what a lot of people are, thank God, like stepping up to do like even more visibly and noticeably and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so yes. um, that's, that's what I got to say. Yeah. Yes, that's hella real. It's funny that you bring that up because yeah, I was thinking about just in my in my younger days, in my college days, like what my, <laughs> what my response would have been then is very different than what my response is yeah. now. Um, and so I think for me, what I've been feeling most called into is the remembrance that um, the, the magic and the mysticism of the Black diaspora is here to serve me. So like, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like I, my black life matters, you know? And so how do I, so on the one hand, I've been feeling very called to sustain my own internal uh, fortitude um, and resistance so that then I can tell, um, I think that like, like movement storytellers are so important and artists are so important and spiritualists are so important. And I find myself often in the mix of all you know that that is so whether that's introducing folks to like I have a meditation called the clearing where I kind of introduce folks it to uh some of Toni Morrison's work and beloved and just kind of talking about how do we create these like geo-spiritual spaces of healing um where wherever we are and so I think for me that's what the activation has has been looking like um thus far or how they understand I that. love that term geo spiritual. Can you elaborate on like what you mean by that? Because that yes. sounds really good. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, geo spiritual. The first time I heard that term, it was by Dr. Barbara Brown Taylor, um, who does some really great work around uh, contemplative practices in the uh, Black Charismatic Church, and she talks about these geo-spiritual spaces so there's these spaces where the veil is a bit thinner between the material world and the spirit world uh, where we can find 
greater solace from our ancestors where we can feel it a little bit more tangibly um and sometimes it's in a physical space but sometimes like we can create our home to be that space or we can create Mm -hmm. um sometimes i'll even tell people if you if you don't live in a situation where you can get away you know by yourself because that takes privilege to be able to do that i was like you know can you get in the shower and create that as a geo spiritual space right saying Mm. you know whenever i'm in my shower i'm 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 connecting with my ancestors i'm connecting with my soul self some people understand it as a higher self um and i resonate more with the language of soul self so how how do i connect with that uh what's the space that i say this is holy ground um some spaces are already set up like that for us and we're we're grateful for that uh places like cemeteries and places like um you know just just different spiritual sites and buildings and edifices um but we can also create that for ourselves and so that's what i've been really thinking about like how do we create a geo spiritual space around each protest around each mm-hmm. um organizing moment around ourselves like yeah. <laughs> our physical bodies so that's where, where i've been feeling called um you ready to talk about naming yeah sure yes okay <laughs> yes I'm, I'm hype about this so naming oh my gosh i remember writing this a status <laughs> that said something to the effect of like pro tip, uh, names are spells. And this means that we can, this is like everyday magic. I'm really intrigued by this concept of everyday magic. Mm -hmm. A lot of times like people feel like it has to be like Instagrammable in a way. And I'm like, that's not how (laughs) on the real this year. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. (laughs) I feel like my ugliest workings be the ones that really get it. Really get it through, yeah. but I, I think about, like this is our everyday magic the magic of naming of giving names of saying I received this name or nope I don't consent to that name yeah. um, or telling the truth as as naming so my question for you is how do we understand the act of naming as a spiritual technology and then if you want to tell us like how to use some of that that would be good too what, what was the second part how do I what um, how do you how do you use that technology? And I know you're oh, kind of going into it anyway, yeah. but yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh my gosh! So this is where I'm pulling out my notes. Yeah, no, um, and I'm like, you pull out your notes. I'm gonna pull out my blank. Yes, please. <laughs> same thing. Same thing. <laughs> uh, so, so I uh, really loved um, what you were saying about naming because names and uh, like language, that's something that's that has such a huge presence in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, I'm a Mercury baby. Okay, yeah. so you know, go figure, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but no, it's something that I really hold dear to me. And one of the first things, it was funny that you had said that because uh, it wasn't too long before then. It was like was some weeks, but it wasn't too long before then um, that I had uh, had a. I was part of a class. <clears throat> excuse me, by Tori Rodriguez, the Southern Earth Mama, and she's a doula, herbalist, true worker, teacher. Um, I'm not sure if she actively identifies herself as a hoodoo practitioner, but she be doing hoodoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep. girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, um, but the class that she was hosting uh, was basically a hoodoo midwifery class. And oh, wow. um, 
girl was so good. I, was, uh, <laughs> was so good. I mean, was, I can only imagine. It was six weeks long too. It was so good. But um, oh, wow. But so I was a part of this class, and uh, after we would get through the lessons each time, we would always have like a conversation uh, that uh, you know that was free to take place after. Um, and so this this particular thing. Um, came up, I don't remember what, which lesson we was on, but um, it led to this beautiful exploration of this question of um, like, what are the implications of how the names are revealed? Mm -hmm. Um, So like, you know, how do we actually arrive to these different names? Because uh, I was thinking about I was basically thinking about like uh, how babies choose their names versus communities choosing their names and Mm -hmm. and, like the waiting time and all these different uh, variables that go into that and like what are the implications of that. And so um, I actually was referring to uh, the spirit of intimacy, which is by Sabon Fusome, yeah, and yep, that's mm-hmm. rooted in, you know, Dagada, the Dagada people of Burkina Faso, yep. uh, and, like, their traditions, and this was related to, like, the babies choosing and announcing their names, so I actually pulled up a little bit, um, this, like, really brief excerpt, um, and in chapter five, um, they're talking about, or Sabonfu is saying, you know, and so people in our village would say that children do not belong completely to the parents who gave them birth. They have used their parents' bodies to come through, but they belong to the community and to the spirit. Um, and then also, uh, they go. she goes into talking about uh, the ritual that is um, performed, known as a hearing ritual, and that's where, like, the elders will ask the unborn child, who are you, why are you yep. coming here, mm-hmm. um, why do you bother, this world is too messed up, like, yes. <laughs> what can we do, what can we do to see your journey, yes. <laughs> and, and yes. then, yeah, and the, in the process she describes is, um, essentially, like, the baby taking over the mother's voice and speaking mm-hmm. back, this is mm-hmm. who I am, I'm coming to help up, uphold the knowledge of the ancestors, or whatever, insert, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the baby's saying, mm-hmm. um, and based on that information, the elders will prepare, like, an appropriate ritual, and which to receive the child, and make sure everything's, you know, ready before the child is born, um, but then they also, they also like uh, surround the child with things to like help her help the child remember and like yeah. accomplish the purpose that they uh, described. And so it's it's this whole thing of facilitation, um, a type of facilitation that really helps supports the baby and like what they're coming to do. And um, and then there's like a but like through that process, it's like you're letting the baby, you know, you're letting the baby tell you know right. tell you who who they are, you know what I'm saying, and, Mm -hmm. um, and that includes, that will sometimes include, like, the name, Mm -hmm. um, and so that was, like, one example that I really loved, um, but then, uh, when I was giving this as an example, and then my own experiences, which I'll talk about a little bit, um, the, uh, Tori, who leads the class, like, she was talking about, uh, how that really reminded, uh, reminded her of, uh, African cosmology of the Bantu Congo, which is a book, um, and how that made her think of, you know, communities, you know, choosing the names, and then the name being announced through the community, as opposed to, like, the baby itself telling you, um, and so she was pulling up, like, her receipts, uh, and so I actually have it here, too, and basically the excerpt was about, um, the like it's this quote is saying like the community named you in zundu which means anvil uh or like anvil which is like a symbol of productivity within the community a name given to a child wherein the community ho- hopes that his birth will revive its stagnant economy mm. um and then like but then the child 
uh, starts being like, you know what, I'm just gonna go by Zundu and um, instead of Nzundu. <laughs> and um, and in the book, they're like, you know, mm, <laughs> like right, the proverb right. contains a very simple thing, but um, and it's like you want to call yourself Zundu, yeah, and, yeah, and it's like. You going from community envelope to uh, Zundu, which translates as drunkard within the community. So it's like, what do you really want? You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. So, yeah, so they're talking about like the, the power of these names and like, you know, That's it's good. not a mistake that you were, uh, you know, like named this way and like just these different perspectives around, um, right. you know, like these naming processes um, and what it means to, you know, even have a name. Like, what does that actually mean? So anyway, so. Uh, in this conversation, um, it led to me having the question, and you know, I love my research questions. Oh my God, if there was a Hoodoo University, I yeah. would excel. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if this was a different world, okay, yeah. which is going to be, but anyway, um, uh, the, it led to the question of like, what are the spiritual implications of when we have our ritual processes and we simply let the babies tell us who they are, which yeah. includes us telling their name or them telling us their name. Um, such as like in the spirit of intimacy, um, but also, uh, or like with that, so what's the difference between that compared to partaking in the rituals of waiting a certain amount of days, like after the actual birth uh, of yes. the baby for the mm -hmm. name, for the baby to be chosen or for the name to be chosen or grounded? Like what are the difference between, uh, between those things? Like where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. Where's the name mm -hmm. arriving from? Um, because there has to be implications. That's the thing. It's a spiritual right. function to everything. So, yes, and it's yes. a spiritual implication to everything. Yes. Um, and so I just thought this was such a beautiful question to explore because like, there's so many possibilities and, um, like both types of, all those different types of interactions feel so full and they feel so mm -hmm. wholesome and so necessary. Um, and then like, uh, one thing that I had brought up too, was like the more private part of my work that's slowly becoming not so private so yeah. um which is uh what I what I you know talk about me being a birth worker that's not something yeah. that you know I've been super open about like at, at all to be honest yeah. no, um, I hear and you. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, it's been like a year, girl. It's like been like a year. I yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, <laughs> but, uh, the more yeah, but the more but the more private part of my work is providing spiritual support and security for babies as they are mm -hmm. unborn spirits still in the spiritual realm, coming yes. down to the womb, carried to term and birth. And so much of this work is spiritual is like providing spiritual security for the baby and protecting their spirits from threats. Um, and so like my work concerns the crossovers between birth work and warfare in order to protect babies and cover slash preserve like very specific lineages. Yes, go ahead. Thank you. You know, y'all you know, can't play with me like this. I grew up in the church. I will, I will holler in here. That is so good. Yeah. That is so it's good. A lot. Because, oh my gosh, because I think that people don't uh, always fully awaken to the, to the understandings or the possibilities that there are things that we can do from whatever, whatever plane, this material plane, the spiritual plane, uh, yeah. to provide ourselves and our communities with protection. And so yeah. I love this theme of naming because um, I've been thinking about naming as truth telling. So when I tell you my name, the name that I, that I resonate, and that's, this is why for me it's so important to have a name that you resonate with. And why I love when people decide, like, this is my new name. This is what I'm changing my name to. This is, or this is the name that 
um, was set for me in the ether and now I'm reclaiming it. I love those processes because I think that like when you hear my name, you're hearing a part of the truth of who I am. So my name goes before me on my behalf, um, equal parts as protector and mediator, right? Protector mm -hmm. and, and so you can understand how to engage me. And so one of the things that I love, and, and I talked to my mom about this, and it's really interesting, these like diasporic threads, because I was reading in uh, Of Water and Spirit by Patrice Malidoma Somme, a very mm -hmm. similar, very similar kind of ritual around um, naming and what it means to, to name. Now, flashing forward to uh, 1989, my mother is a Black American woman who grew up Baptist, right? But, 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 <laughs> and, and, and it's so interesting because through, even through that family thread, it was very important, like who's named who and who gets to carry a name? Like, so who has the name of an ancestor? Um, because they're reminding. In, in one case, my mother, she named my brother something and then she, she said, you know, he told me that's not his name. After he was born, <laughs> <laughs> he was born, it just, the name that he was just wouldn't stick. And so my mother changed his name. Like, no, this is, his name is Sterling. Like this, like this other name is not. What are you knowing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like this other is not it. And so it's very interesting to me, these like diaspora threads and how black folks um, really do take the project of naming seriously. So serious. Yeah. As it should be. Yes. That's an Africanism in itself, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Like, we take it seriously. And so it's funny because my, my first name was Jasmine, but my cousin that was named Jasmine was born before me. So that was, wasn't my name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like a Jasmine in my, in my soul. And so it was funny because my mom was like, you know, I really think Jade works because there's a there's you know first of all it's a crystal and the crystal yeah. is about grounding but it's also about like the heart space and one of my goals in life is to offer like grounding and heart-centered work um right. but it's a crystal so it's you know it's 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 kind of it's stubborn it's one of the hardest ones and I find that in myself too sometimes this very you know this very kind Aren't of like, a Taurus I am a Taurus I'm a yes, Taurus see, you ain't moving right <laughs> and so and it's just funny how like that became my name and as I get older older I get the more I understand why yeah. that's my name <laughs> yes I yeah. love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And and when you when you first were talking about truth telling too, one thing I want to say about that really briefly is that um, what I could hear when you were talking about it was it's like it's not just the truth being you know shown or revealed, but it's a truth that's actually being re reinforced. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's like a super important piece to to acknowledge about that too. And like when it comes to um like renaming so like when it comes to naming in general it's like you know all these connections of course between 
you know, uh, the names and uh, our destinies and things like that, which we've already been talking a little bit about. And so how I see like renaming, it's the same thing, you know, it could be seen as for some, it could be seen as realigning the spirit. It could be seen as like re-identifying your spirit with the proper energies that you needed to match with prior, but maybe you didn't have access to it prior, you know, whether it's because of, you know, colonialism or even Mm -hmm. it just not being time, right? Like, you know, sometimes those things happen too, where we need to step into a, a certain a new name at a certain time in our lives that's also a thing yeah um, or maybe it wasn't um or yeah yeah so like there's like those those different variables all those that like factor in and then I love that you talked about um like black people like specifically uh like African-American folk like mm-hmm. um and how we take uh names super seriously because that was something that I got super excited to talk about too in terms yeah. of like uh you know, a lot of a lot of folks will say that like Black American folk don't have uh, our names don't have any meaning. They'll say that, but I bet you, I bet you oh, that yeah. like not only do some of them like, or I bet you that like not only do some of them that we do actually like make up have like literal meanings in human languages, but also that we attach very important energies to the names yes. that we create and, yes. and likely create new spirits of our own every time we Ooh, create that's those good. names. And Ooh. so. Yes. And so it's like, especially like, you know, it's like, well, why do we gravitate towards really specific ways of gravitating? uh, Or excuse me, why do we gravitate towards, uh, you know, very specific ways or like styles of names, you know, what Mm -hmm, I mean, like mm -hmm. our uses of apostrophes that may initially seem random, you know, but it's not like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not even just our culture, but embedded in our culture is so much spirit work in itself. So it's like, how could anything be random like that? You know, like, it's like, uh, it's like, it is culture, but within that, like, what pieces of our spiritual lineages are we actually serving when we do that? When we add these apostrophes, when we add, like, the DE in front of our names, like, anything like that, like, Mm -hmm. what is actually being... what is actually being fulfilled spiritually when our names are chosen that way because yeah. things are never just oh it just happens to be that way like no matter how oh. mundane or simple they might seem like it's just you know and we we already know like we do so many things black people do so many things as guided by our spirits every day I mean, like having yes, certain talents yes, yes. right making specific <laughs> choices all the yes. time like that also absolutely factors into our naming processes and like even when it comes to um our nicknames too like I know that you know in the situation that Tori had mentioned uh you know in the when she was referencing that book like (laughs) that in that instance you know the nickname was not good but um (laughs) but like (laughs) but like also you know names hold a lot of energy obviously and like our nicknames are also incredibly important and so um one thing that I've learned in my work um is how uh you know so oftentimes you know, nicknames could be a name that's not your name at all, but it could also be, um, you know, a shortening of your name. Right. And what that looks like energetically is like consolidating the energy of our names. Um, and so it's like essentially we're hiding or cloaking the names and that, that um, or like cloaking them a little bit more. And so like, uh, and also therefore like cloaking whoever or whatever the name is connected to. Right. And so, yes. and like also, So using full names also allows for more expansive energy, basically like it's stretching. So you think of it like energetically taking up more space. And so that's why even like that kind of shows up in like, um, even like my 
uh, interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. or like not even like super friends or relationships with like really close people, but just like anybody who I'm like interacting with. Like, mm-hmm. so if, if there's like a, a, somebody I'm having a spat with, for example, right, or yeah. like we're just sorting through things, some type of mm-hmm. conflict, you know, I purposely, like, I don't call their name. Like I try not to speak of them, yeah. like, et cetera, because, you know, from what I am taught, like, if we need to sort through our connection with one another or, like, feelings towards one another, until we commit to getting through that, like, our energies don't need to be overlapping. And when mm-hmm. you say people's names, you're also channeling them in their spirits. And mm-hmm. so it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you want to be really yeah, intentional yeah, yeah. About, And this is why, you know, and, and in the hood, in the hood, <laughs> this is why we say, keep my name out. Sure now. Do I what know, I say. I know. Do what yeah, we I know. Say. We do all the time. Yes, we be knowing. I swear to God, we be knowing. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, God, yes. yes, and and when, when we name when black people name like uh, plants and animals, like you know, a lot we people we talk about how uh like they be like, damn, you really named your uh your dog like this grown ass name like. <laughs> Like we be, we really be seeing the spirits in in you know these different yeah. beings who we share this world with. Like, do not <laughs> underestimate that. I swear. But I know even like with that too. One of my friends' ancestors um, had told us about how um, when it comes to plants and animals, uh, like when we find out the names of these plants, like when we just suddenly think of one, like we're finding we're usually finding out those actual names, you know, yeah, like that yeah. actually that actually helps to strengthen our connections to those plants and animals and it also can help them live um and like uh and i know that um there's i know like in some friendships of mine too where i say friendships but but like we also work together a lot so um (laughs) (laughs) allies and shit you know um (laughs) but like there's like some situations where it's like really important for me to to say their full first name often Mm -hmm. because it helps keep them alive and tied to this reality Mm -hmm. and some people are more vulnerable to falling out of reality or like some people are more vulnerable to like you know not being as tied to this world yeah so it's like there's so many functions there's so many functions of names like yes. I really do love it and I love you know um just you know working with it as a technology um and then I think like the last thing uh I'll say on this is just uh with colors mm-hmm. um I know I'm talking a lot girl let me know no, let no. me know if uh I'm, this is good okay. I'm loving it <laughs> I'm loving, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yes. The the thing is about um, colors and the energies of names. So some people with second sight, um, like me, are especially attuned to like the importance of colors and colors as a technology yes. or technology yes. culture of its own. Mm-hmm. And so like um, in Western terms, like what I have, like it can be called synesthesia. You know, mm-hmm. I guess yep. we can call it that. Right. Um, but. Um, <laughs> But I didn't realize till later on that it was actually like a spiritual function to it too. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, like what that looks like for how synesthesia shows up for me is like, you know, when I'm reading something, um, whatever it is, like I also see the colors of it. Um, and so I thought everybody was like that, you know, growing up. Right. Turns out that's not true. It's not true. <laughs> somebody stared, the, somebody, I said that sometime, or like I said that one day and this girl was standing at me. She was like, girl, that, don't nobody do that. Like, that's like, <laughs> not true. That is not something everybody do. What she's talking about? Um, but <laughs> but uh, how this ended up manifesting, like, actually within, like, the past few weeks even, 
uh, was like, so when I was talking about the handmade blankets that I mm -hmm. make, the Mari blankets, um, you know, there's different intentions that go to it per client, like whatever they want or whatever their spirits want, depending on how we go about that process. But um, there was this, there's this one uh, client who I had, um, who was getting somebody else made a blanket and what the the ask was essentially around um for the person to be seen and loved right mm -hmm. and so i was like okay let me talk to their spirits and you know um and you know figure out like uh you know what does this blanket need to look like um you know how am i supposed to make it and so it was so beautiful because what they ended up saying was that um the what they ended up showing me, I should say, uh, was the colors of the person's name. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. And it, but it made so much sense. Like they were talking about the science behind it and how like right. when, those, yep. when those colors are enforced and when those colors are used, those energies help the person be more seen. They help the person be more present. And it adds like a very specific boldness and a very specific support that's like super tailored to that person, mm -hmm. um, like to it. And so, you know, that's something that's so self Affirming. Like there's something that's so self-affirming about intentionally channeling the colors of your name uh, or the energies of your name and like however that manifests for you, mm -hmm. um, as well as like any other name that you're trying to channel. Like those are those are all like really important ways of like how we can embrace the the technologies of naming. Right. Yes. Oh, I love this. I love this. One one of the things that I like to remember is that there are also names that other folks just don't and won't have access to. So there are yeah. certain names that I have, but they're for community. They're for people who, mm. who I know the energy of when they speak of me is benevolent. So I don't mind, do you know what I mean? I don't mind attaching that more vulnerable name um, to be called that by them. And so I think it's really, it's really interesting and important because I think just as people of the black diaspora, we, we innately know this because many of us have formal names and then we have like home names. We call it like in linguistically, <laughs> yeah. we call it. So I, I did, uh, my, I have a BA in integrative arts. And so I was doing a lot of stuff around like language and linguistics and stuff like that. And I had yes. gotten, this one year I had a, this project just about like formal names and like home names and what makes your home name, your home name. And, and that feeling that. of like that very palpable discomfort that you feel when you hear your home name in the mouth of someone that's not energetically benevolent. Tied to your home. Towards you. And so I, I, and I, I love that one of the things when I was in education, when I was working in higher education, I was always really, really um, keen to tell my students, tell us how to say your name. Tell us what mm -hmm. your name is, how to pronounce your name. Which of chest. You know what I mean? Like, tell us that because if, you're, if your parent named you um, uh, Louisa, then I, we're not we're not calling you anything else other than that. Like, we're, <laughs> like we're just not. And so, but, but it's interesting because through the, I'm kind of, I'm nerding out here because I'm thinking about even how our Western education system often like strips the, the powerfulness and the veracity of our names 
Um, and so we just kind of, sometimes we, we choose to smooth our names down because it's been, it's been smoothed by this like educational Western educational system. Mm -hmm. And so it was really interesting because often, oftentimes the icebreakers at the beginning of the classes that I would lead would often take like 30 minutes because it was like, no, what is your name? Like, what is your name? How do we pronounce it? And let's practice pronouncing it so that we can actually to, to learn to me to learn with someone is an honor and to be in this spiritual space of play and learning with someone is an honor. And so we can't honor you properly if we're not even saying your name correctly. And so I think that this, I'm always really, um, I kind of bristle at the way that the Western education system uh, will morph your name or, or Mm -hmm. convince you that like, the pronunciation of your of your name is not important. <laughs> yeah. So that's just yeah. one thing that I that I think about often. I love that. I think too an, uh, another thing with that is like mm, like it's not just oh we have to mispronounce your name, but we have to mispronounce your name in, you know, this really white way. Yeah. That, yeah that's yeah. also, you know, something that's you know, a continuation of a continuation of and reflection of um the spiritual implications of whiteness too yes um and so that that's really I'm really glad that you pointed that out um and like uplifted that because there's just so many ways that we might see as like little you know like people love to call it microaggressions but it's like but no girl that still hurt it still punched me in the fucking face like you would have you know in a different thing so it's like (laughs) you're still attacking blackness you're still attacking you know insert whatever like at the end of the day like you're still attacking my lineage every time you say this wrong like people think it's such a small thing but you know it's just important to understand that you know when those mispronunciations when when it's intentional like that like yep. and it's like oh we have to pronounce it in you know uh you know this white way that that's definitely like that's that is serving whiteness like mm-hmm. it is part of its own agenda mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know it's not just serving it but it's a part of the agenda it's it is intentional even if right. the people who the little what's it called the i was about to say prawns girl that's shrimp i meant pawns <laughs> uh <Yes>. you know <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so that kind of brings me full circle. Um, and we can we can end here because I know we're going over time, but that brings me full circle to again like names as truth telling spells because like when I insist, when I insist that you pronounce my name correctly, then I'm insisting that you tell the truth about me. And I'm insisting that you tell the truth about your relationship to me. And so I think, I, I, so I, I want to just pause there because I feel yeah, like, right. Take it Take you it know in. what I mean? I feel like we could talk about this forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, but I'm going to pause here and I would love if you let the folks know where they can find you. Um, and what's something exciting that, that you're, that you're excited to be working on in this moment, or if you're just excited to rest, we going to charge that up too. (laughs) Oh, okay. Let me see. Um, in terms of where you can find me, um, where can you find me? Okay. You can find me on Instagram at controversial Tay. 
Um, you can find me on Twitter at Miss Tay Amari. Um, my Patreon is patreon.com slash controversial Tay. Most things are under that name. You can find me at my website. That's where also you can find like just everything else about me, my services, book me through there. It's tayloramarilittle.com, my name. And then also Tay in the Water podcast is available on, what is it on? This on Apple, Spotify. On all the things. Everywhere yeah, you yeah, can all these different streaming platforms. <laughs> right, right, right. Thank you, thank you, Gareth. Um, and uh, to answer your question, oh my gosh, what am I excited about? Um, one thing that's in the works right now. So, okay, so, um, you know, as I brought up with uh, my birth work, um, that's something that, like I said, it's, it's, it's slowly becoming less private. So mm-hmm. it's something that I can't be saying that it's private no more because girls are not going to be private no more if I keep talking about it like this. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I actually um, ended up learning uh, from my spirits that it is something that, you know, it's time, you know, for yeah. me to be more public about it and um, promoting it. So that's something that I'm kind of in the works of getting together. Um, because at this time, in, in terms of the clientele that I've had, like these past, this past, uh, these past few months, especially, it's always been, um, you know, people coming to me, uh, like people just happen to come to me yep, for these yep, different yep. things. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is so, you know, mm-hmm. this is a uh, so interesting that it's all happening back to back. I was like, hmm, this seems suspicious. Like, what mm-hmm. is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but now it's time to, you know, really start affirming, like, no, you know, this is a, a huge part of my life, and now it's time to share it with the world. So I am excited, actually, about I'm nervous. Don't get yeah, me wrong. Sure, but yes, I'm, I'm yes. definitely excited to update people of the things that I've been doing, um, you know, when it comes to again reconnecting these lineages and you know helping these unborn spirits mm-hmm. come and uh you know be their badass selves because yes. they are yes. so cute right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Um, I really cannot thank you enough. I will make sure that your that you get your coinage because that's important. Thank you. And one of the forgetting every time you say it. No, it's okay. One of the things that I that I want to be transparent about um, for anyone that may watch this in the future is just that. I, I think it's important to give some kind of reciprocity for mm. wisdom teachers, whether that's a barter, whether that's um, some coinage, whether that's, you know, whatever that is, I think reciprocity to me is important. And so um, I want to encourage people specifically as you're <laughs> watching this um, to, to donate to the work that's going on um, on either end, because when Taylor Amari Little wins, I win. When J.T. Perry <laughs> wins, Taylor Amari Little wins. So whoever, so whomever, wherever, um, where, wherever you want to support the work, uh, please do support the work so that we can make sure that guest wisdom teachers are actually being um, compensated for all that they've shared. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to stop the recording. I 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May peace be upon you as well as the mercy and blessings of the divine and our elevated spirits. First off, do not forget to give ratings, subscribe, and also share this podcast. Y'all gotta share the podcast, okay? Secondly, for any of you interested in one of my primary lines of work, Energy Healing Divinations is a service that consists of helping to restore balance to your spiritual and physical bodies, receiving messages or data from the spirits and creatures who advocate on your behalf, as well as reconnecting with ancestors and pre-colonial traditions. For clarity, this is not Reiki, these are performed under a different license and procedure aligned with my bloodlines and spirits that I walk with. Sliding scale is available for this hour and a half long service if you ain't white. For more information, go to tayloramarlittle.com. You can also continue supporting me by subscribing to my Patreon at patreon.com slash controversial That is for monthly donations with the amount being of your choice. You can pay me or go to tell your white friends too, as you should. My Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal are all also on my website. You cannot miss it. Visit tayloramarlittle.com to learn about all other services, products, or written articles. Once again, my name is Tay. Thank you for listening and have a black ass day, y'all.